by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. You know, the more I think about this Bud Light happy hour, the more I realize nothing changes for me. Uh, it's just a show. What changes is for you people. You come on by, you get yourself a freaking Bud Light, and you stand awkwardly by Brian and I broadcasting from up top. Yep. There was a weird nurse's mixer thing that happened a couple of weeks ago, as if you need more of a reason to come. And this chick was over here all up in our business. Yep. It wasn't the worst thing in the world, not going to lie. So come on by to the Carson City Saloon, where you'll find the Crowley Show, where your mom listens and you should too. Brian LaMartina, that's him. He's here. Check him out on Twitter, at FBomber73. Button Pusher 970 is back in the studio. That's shirtless Tom. We're doing radio up in here. And I would like you to please tell your kids and tell your wife that. The Pirates lost last night, and I am a man of my word. I'm not a liar. I will tell you exactly what's going on. I told you yesterday I wasn't going to watch that game. Told you I was going to fall asleep. Well, here's what happened. Don't have a TV in our room anymore. So my wife goes to bed. I'm out on the couch, new couch, very comfortable. 10-10 rolls around. I'm geared up to watch this Buckos game. Fired up. Trevor Williams on the hill. Josh Bell raking. Lego. 10-15, I'm out. <laughs> but right before I had fallen asleep, in the midst of a long John Wayner story, I flipped the TV over to the NBA game. So the fourth quarter of the NBA game wakes me up. I'm all jammed again. They blow it. Portland, disaster. Just awful. It sucks because Golden State's going to win the whole damn thing again. But I'm awake now. Turn on the Pirates game. They're winning. Polanco's hitting the bomb. I'm happy. Zoink. Back out. Then I wake up to the call of Rich Rodriguez giving up his eighth home run of the season as a reliever. A reliever! Eight bombs! How? And Kellen, who is our pirate fan on staff, he's a producer, he does stand show every single day. He's been around us too, hangs out with us all the time. Great guy. He tells me each of the home runs served up by Rich Rodriguez, not the former Michigan coach, <laughs> had a hundred miles an hour or more exit velocity. And I say this with one hundred percent sincerity. I could go out there and do that. I could go out there and serve up taters at over 100 miles an hour. I could go out there and have them tee off on me all the time. Eight home runs this guy's given up as a reliever? He sucks ass. He's horrendous. He was a one-year wonder. The back end of the bullpen is a joke. But it did wake me up. And it woke me up the way that most Pirate games wake me up. With a loss. The biggest loss of the night, though... Wasn't on the scoreboard. It was Trevor Williams getting hurt. And with Trevor Williams getting hurt, they're done. Kaput. Finito. Finished. Last night's game, he left with an injury. Three and two-thirds innings. Struck out five. Was pitching well. Struck out eight and seven innings against St. Louis. He is their best pitcher, their most consistent pitcher. And now he's out to the rotation. The rotation before the year, oh, looked good on paper. We talk about paper all the time. Who decides what looks good on paper or not? Because this, this rotation did. Tyon, ace. Williams, really good. Musgrove, high upside. Archer, former ace. Lyles was good at the end of the season in Milwaukee. That's a good rotation. But now if you look at it, it's blank, and then it's blank, and then it's Musgrove, and then it's Archer, and then it's Lyles. Archer's got a 477 ERA with the Bucks. 
not just this year, but overall. So the sample size, I'm going to buy into it. Jordan Lyles eventually is going to turn back into a pumpkin, or worse, he's going to turn back into Jordan F. Lyles. We don't yet know how long he'll be out. But if Trevor Williams is out for an extended period of time, I'm ready to call it. I'm serious. Get the white flag out. I know everyone's got one hidden in the back of their closet anyhow. Let's take that out, put it up on the flagpole. They're done. Time to call it. Because when you've got a team built around good starting pitching and then that rotation falls apart, that's like having a boat that can't float. Why would you buy a boat if you can't float? You get in the boat because you expect it to float. Boat sinks. Bad. Imagine if it was the boat that the Steelers were on with Ben Roethlisberger. A team that's built on starting pitching that doesn't have those players isn't going to succeed. It's just like a team that's built to slow out of the ballpark and loses the middle of the lineup back. It's not going to slug the ball out of the ballpark the same way. You're going to have to find different ways to win. I don't know what faith I have in finding different ways to win. If those blanks are filled with Kingham and Brault, it's over. They're not good. They've got ERAs in the eights. And on Saturday, we've already been told by Clint Hurdle, it's either going to be Brault or it's going to be the opener. I'm tired of this whole opener conversation on a team that has a bad bullpen. So what are you going to do? Are you going to start your best pitcher to begin the thing? Is it going to be Vasquez? And then who do you have to end the thing? You're just rearranging the seats on the damn Titanic. A lot of boat references this segment. Really, I are. I mean, for real, though, Tom, if you use the opener and your bullpen sucks, is your bullpen going to suck less because it pitches at the beginning of the game? Uh, no, it's it, not. And you're not giving your bullpen, who, like we said on paper at the beginning of the year, is supposed to be good, a chance to kind of stabilize, recover, become the bullpen that we thought they would be in the middle of the year because they're just going to be exhausted now because they're being overpitched in the first half of the season. They can't get it together. And if it's Liriano, I like it because I think Liriano can be stretched out as a starter. But if it's Liriano now, Liriano is not ready to be stretched out. So you take Liriano from the back end of the bullpen and you put him at the front end. Again, it's the same thing. Does a nation turn its lonely eyes to Chris Briggs and Stratton? You know, the guy with a 515 lifetime ERA. Not to worry, though, boys. He's only got an 839 ERA this year. Do you go down to AAA? My grandma calls AAA the three A's when her car's in trouble. I had to call the three A's. Do you call the three A's? Well, I took a peek, ski, took a little look. I am, uh, or MILB.com. Dyslexia slipping in there. Rookie Davis, he ain't an option. 630 ERA. Eduardo Vera, 535 ERA. Alex McCray, 562 ERA. They aren't options that are viable. Mitch Keller is working on a new pitch. He's got a 383 ERA. Not terrible, not great either. And again, that's in AAA. He has struck out 50 guys in 40 innings. That's impressive. But the rest of the numbers aren't quite there yet. None of them dudes can help right now. And they won't allow Keller to help right now because, hey, it also, if he's ready or not, doesn't matter because the arbitration clock would kick in. So everyone, please fill in the blank. The Bucks. Are the Bucks are bucked? Francisco Liriano makes some sense if you stretch him out. 
.89 ERA this year, 25 Ks, 20 innings pitched. He's been fantastic out of the pen. But you need to build his innings up. If you have him start the game and just pitch two, I mean, it's better than Brault or Kingham, but it's still, to me, not the best option. The rotation's bleeding. you got to stop that bleeding. And last year, Francisco Liriano started 26 games for Detroit, had a 4.58 ERA. It's not great. It's not terrible. Certainly not terrible for the AL. Sure, you'd hurt your bullpen by pulling that guy out, but you have to give yourself a chance. They haven't given themselves a chance. There aren't any better options. And I said it already. None of those options I just mentioned are the best option because there isn't one, so it's looking pretty bleak. If it's a long time for Trevor, the Pirates will have to hit themselves in a contention, and I do think that they're a better-hitting team than what they've showed this year, but I don't think they're ever going to hit well enough to carry this team. Wesley Euler going to join us in about 12 minutes on the show to get into OTAs, get into Baker Mayfield, the NFL MVP debate. But first, you know what? It ain't my money. I'm not the guy that's paying for Dallas Keuchel or James Shields to come in. And you don't have to give up anything but cash in the 57th overall pick to get that guy, so I'd spend the money and get him. Now, the problem is it's not going to be a short-term solution. It's probably going to take Dallas Keuchel a month or so to get his arm built up to get back to a position where you feel comfortable actually inserting him into the starting rotation. So it makes a lot of sense if... Jamison Tyon's going to continue to be out for an extended period of time. They need a guy who can come in and help soon. But filling four out of five spots is a lot easier than than having to fill, or pardon me, having to fill two of the five spots is a lot harder than having to fill one of the five spots. Here's the thing about Keiko. Had an ERA of under four for four of the last five years. Had an ERA under three twice in the last five years. Last year was a 3.74 ERA in a hitter's park in the AL. He's only 30. Go out and get that guy. And what's the worst-case scenario that happens? He comes in. You're out of the race. You flip him. You trade him. You do the pirate thing. Let him get five, ten, eight starts under his belt. Get guys out and then trade him and pull yourself in a prospect or two. Now, I've said for so long that they're not going to get Keiko that they shouldn't get Keiko. I've convinced myself that they shouldn't get him because I've said for so long that they weren't going to. But screw that. Go spend some cash. It's there. I promise. There's other options available, too. James Shields is 37, but he had an ERA of 453 in the AL last year. He's better than what they have. Give me a stopgap option if you don't want to get after Keiko, but do something because they believe that they're contenders. The standings reflect that you're still in this shiz as... Much as it might not seem like they are, the standings reflect that they are, and they believe that they are. Real baseball teams, when they're in dire straits, they make something happen. Real baseball teams, when they're in dire straits, they try to fix the holes, fill the holes. When the Pirates are around the trade deadline, they've done the bargain basement thing, and it's actually worked out for them with guys like Jay Happ why not go do that now? There are players available on the trade market, too. Madison Bumgarner, available on the trade market. Derek Holland, available on the trade market. If you would do it at the deadline because you feel like you're a contender, why not do it now when the standings reflect that you're a legitimate wild card number two contender? 
And if you could go out there and sign a Baumgartner, go out there or trade for Baumgartner or trade for Derek Holland, then you do have a guy who comes and pitches right away. Liriano's going to need to be stretched out. Keuchel's going to need a month. Shield's going to need a month. But if you bring in one of those two guys, they're ready to go. They've been pitching. So you've got the opportunity to stop that gap for real. Am I allowed to say stuff that gap on the radio? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just asking for a friend. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Stuff I mean, that you're gap. talking about, like, just a hole you need filled, right? Yeah, yeah just got to fill that hole. Stuff it yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, stuff that hole. Fill that hole. Yeah. Stop gap. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, I know that you are a big <laughs> Pirates fan, even though that you sometimes proclaim not to be. Do you think there is a solution? Or do you think I think I think they're screwed and they can become less screwed? I think ultimately though we're all going to die. Well, I think if they were actually trying to win and, you know, practicing what they're preaching, then they would have gone out and signed one of those pitchers that you listed off in the In center. the off season. In the off season, yeah, even before this, and probably signed a shortstop then too. A viable shortstop that, you know, could actually not be Cole Tucker and hit one forty. So I I don't think that they're really, you know, backing up what they've been saying to the fan base and that's just further adding to the frustration from what we've seen the past couple of years since they won 98 games it's all been downhill from there and right now I'm not a Pirates fan I don't care I hate them they're stunk. they stink they are who we thought they were and this team's just a joke I mean there's they started only, a guy named Jake Elmore yesterday there's only one way to fix it what's that it's one way blow I it mean, up and, and it's cliche is you for that damn owner to get the hell out of the way right you need management who's behind a team and who isn't content with allowing your team to go out there and compete enough to make him money. I mean, hey, yeah, we get the TV deal and we put the team on, so all's good. We make a, a ton of cash. It's great, but nothing will change here until there's a different owner. No, it won't. No, I mean, you're, you're right about that. And I'll point to this. When they bring in Briggs and Stratton, that's a guy that, they got because he was easily gotten. I mean, that's a guy that you get because he's on the cheap and he's out there, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad move, but it's not a move, the needle move, and it doesn't make the Pirates better in any form or fashion. Maybe he does become the stopgap and at least can eat some innings, whereas the guys that you had before couldn't eat any innings in Brault and Kingham, but a real team makes an an upgrade better than just going out and getting a guy with an 8-plus ERA this year. And then you string them together. You know, it's not just get the guy when you need it most to shut up the fan base and show that you're doing it. It's a concerted effort, continuous, and you got to keep going and getting the people and getting the people. And, again, back to the management. The one guy would be great. It would be a good stopgap. But that's all it is. It's a stopgap until you're willing to go the extra mile and put in an actual competitive team on the field. Wesley Euler coming up in a couple of minutes here on the Crowley Show. The problem that I have, the biggest problem that I have with the Pirates, is that I heard Greg Brown today on the radio saying any team that deals with these injuries is going to not be a contender anymore. There's only so many injuries that you can take. But the Pirates did this to themselves to an extent when the, they only had their five starters as guys that were actually viable two-start games at the major league level when the year started. You had each of your five guys that were in the rotation. That's it. Nobody else they had enough faith in. Nobody else could be good enough. Brault's not good enough. Kingham's not good enough. You have five guys 
every team in the league is going to end their season having to have pitched more than five starters. The Pirates were not in a position to be able to deal with that this year. And that is absolutely definitively on management. It's on Huntington. It's on Nutting. It's on Coonley. It's on all those bastards to not have enough starting pitching ready to come as the year started. Wesley Euler going to join us to discuss the NFL MVP conversation. Is Ben Roethlisberger or Baker Mayfield more likely to win it? How triggered has Baker been? And OTAs are next week. He'll be there every single day. What are his things he's looking for? It's Crowley Show. For four days only, double up and stock up at JCPenney. Get two for $25 select women's shorts from ANA Saint. I don't think what Tom Wilson did was illegal, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Explain what you think, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Okay, tough guy. Now more of the Bud Light Happy Hour. Live from the Carson City Saloon. Presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. Breaking news. Garth Brooks says, quote, I'm in love with Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> he is performing tomorrow at Heinz Field. He came out? I guess he did, and yeah. he came out in lust of Ben Roethlisberger. Hey, Ben's supposed to be there next week. Minicamp OTAs just around the corner. Wesley Euler will be there every single day for Steelers Nation Radio. He joins us now to discuss. Euler, hello. What's happening, crowd man? I think Ben Roethlisberger should show up next week and talk, but say nothing of substance about Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown. What say you? I think he should bring that boat up to the Mon, you know, and just come right down on the south side, right up South Water Street, just park his boat right there on the Mon and continue to have all his running backs and wide receivers uh, come out and eat snacks and, and, and listen to listen to Bob Marley with him, um, you know, while, while they're, uh, you know, in between practices. That doesn't answer my question at all. Whenever he, when he gets asked a question, Le'Veon Bell said this about you. A.B. said this about you. I'm kidding, by the way. Should he answer those questions or should he brush them off? Because I think if he answers them, then it's going to be used against him no matter what he says. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And say what you will about Ben Roethlisberger. Obviously, we all know he's not a perfect human. But I think we can all agree that he has had his opportunities to take shots or to get back at Antonio Brown and Lev Bell and some of the other past Steelers that have left the organization and had some not-so-great things to say about him. Uh, but say what you will, and he has kind of turned the other cheek, right? He has, quote-unquote, taken the high ground. And, yeah, I would expect that to continue. You'll get a bunch of non-answer answers from him. You know, oh, I'm just focused on the group that we have here. Oh, I'm looking ahead to next season. Oh, last year's over. All that stuff's done and dusted, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it'll be pretty cookie-cutter from, from the quarterback, I assume. I hope it is for Steelers fans' sake and for his own sake, reputation-wise, as the narrative continues to spin out of control. Mike Florio, oh, he's never done this before. Yeah, he has. Wes, what do you think, before we get back into Steelers OTAs, about Baker Mayfield and OBJ? Some thin skin there, I say, when it comes to calling Coward. Yeah, I, I wish I cared about anything in life as much as Odell Beckham cares what Colin <laughs> Cowherd thinks about him. And it, it's almost like now, you know, it, it, a caller, Cowherd doesn't just to clearly get under his skin at this point. Like, he's not even tagging Baker Mayfield and, and OBJ and these posts. He's just putting them out there, and those guys are going out there searching him out. Uh, 
I know I'm sure there's some Browns fans, particularly in Oklahoma fans, that think it's cool, that think it's awesome, that Baker's tough and he's badass and that's just his persona. Uh, I've never had a problem with Baker, but I do think that I do think that this is petty. Like, who cares? You know how many people are out there, not just Colin Cowherd, uh, people in the Ohio markets, I'm sure, that are questioning Odell Beckham, that are questioning you. Uh, don't prove them wrong with your Twitter fingers. Prove them wrong out on the field with results. And, and that's, that's, the, that's the best way to vindication anyways, and that's the most satisfying way you can get back at somebody, not making a, a, a witty retort on Twitter. Again, particularly when you are – uh, a star NFL quarterback, a guy who was just the number one overall pick a year ago, and, and the reins of a franchise being handed to you, endorsement deals, millions of dollars. I just don't understand why. The best revenge is living well, I've been told. <laughs> Wesley Euler from Steelers Nation Radio joining us here on the Crowley Show. What happens if they start out 2-3? and three? And you've got Baker Mayfield taking legitimate criticism. You've got Odell taking legitimate criticism. You've got Freddie Kitchens as your head coach. They might not start three and two or two and three, but if they do, I wonder how that criticism will permeate through the locker room. Yeah, absolutely, because they already seem like a group that it's pretty easy to ruffle their feathers, right? And uh, when you've got that combination of, of, you know, if you want to call it thin skin, talented athletes. Uh, when things don't go well or things don't go according to plan, that can blow up pretty quickly. Uh, a lot of times even more so when you have a coach who may not have the best handle on these things. Uh, not that we would know that from personal experience here in Pittsburgh, Adam. Not that we've seen that <laughs> flesh out over the last few years. No, not at all. Wes, do you think that Baker Mayfield or Ben Roethlisberger has a better shot to win the NFL MVP this year? Wow. Um, this year, I would say Ben Roethlisberger because of the, you know, uh, the talent that he lost in Antonio Brown. And yes, Lebel wasn't there last year, but he's really, really gone now. Uh, I would say Ben Roethlisberger for next year. If you're asking me who's got a better chance to win it going forward, just in general, I would probably say Baker Mayfield. He's younger. He's got a lot of young talent around him. He's going to have ample opportunities. And I think if he does impress in Cleveland. It'll be like one of those like Jesus walking on water moments, right? Where everyone will be so enthralled with Baker Mayfield, he'll get some, I don't know if sympathy votes is the right way to put it, but he'll get some you turn the Cleveland Browns around votes. But for this year, certainly, uh, Ben Roethlisberger will be under a huge microscope, maybe more so than any individual player in the NFL. And if he continues to put up big numbers without A.B., without Lev Bell, uh, I, I, I would give him the inside track for that for sure. I like what you said there about Baker Mayfield. If he were to have a good season, if the Browns make the playoffs, man, they might not even need to be great, but if they're 10-6 and six and he puts up good numbers, that could garner him some votes. There's no doubt about that. I like that a lot. Wesley Euler joining us here from Steelers Nation Radio. He'll be broadcasting from OTAs and minicamp over the next uh, month, really, from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Bringing it back to the Steelers, is there anything that you're going to be looking for out there? Any storylines that you are following intently with a close eye yeah well it's it's you know it's, it's kind of underwear olympics right and we always talk about this when we discuss these things you, you want to take everything with a grain of salt and not too much put too much stock in anything good or bad uh but i, I would be watching sutton smith and ulysses x grant uh, Ulysses, yeah, Ulysses S. Grant, Ulysses S. Gilbert, the third, pardon me. Uh, you actually did that by accident. Yeah, I love it. Uh, no, I totally did. I totally did. Uh, 
probably did do that by accident because, you know, that's a great name. I don't know if he's a football player or a former sitting president or if he's about to sit on the Iron Throne and control the Seven Kingdoms. I'm not sure. Um, but I think we can both agree, uh, maybe wide receiver aside, right, the position that you would like to be encouraged most by depth at this offseason in training camp uh, would be linebacker, inside and outside. And, and Ulysses Gilbert and, and Sutton Smith, uh, seem like they have a world of potential. Uh, again, it's rookie mini camp. Yeah, I put even more or less, less stock into that, I should say, than I do OTAs and other things. Uh, but Ulysses Gilbert was the guy that was lining up beside Devin Bush in, in, in the inside of that defense. And Sutton Smith was the guy who was kind of the, the lead dog of the outside guys. Now, again, that's just rookies. That's just their draft picks and their, un, their, unsign, their undrafted free agent signings. Um, but I will watch those two intently because if they can get something out of both or even either one of those guys this year, aside from just special teams contribution, I think that would make you feel a lot better about the defense, uh, you know, particularly on the outside. What happens if T.J. Watt goes down? What happens if Bud Dupree goes down? I think we've all seen what we need to see of Anthony Ciccolo. Uh, I will be watching those two guys intently, how they do, how quickly they pick things up. And again, hopefully you can get more than just special teams contributions out of both, but certainly at least one of them. I say this every single year. When it's the Underwear Olympics, it's hard to pick stuff up at really any position. I think the hardest position to really grade is wide receiver because, yeah, you can still judge the route running ability, things of that nature, but catching the football over the middle with a guy not crushing you it's pretty darn easy. This is, to me, the biggest position of intrigue on the entire team, and I don't know if we're going to start figuring stuff out about them until August rolls around in Steelers training camp. Right, and kind of like you just said about wide receivers, right? Yeah, anyone can look great when they're just wearing a helmet and they don't have shoulder pads and they, and they don't have physical coverage on them. And it's kind of the same with these linebackers, right? I mean, Gilbert and Grant, or Gilbert, pardon me, and Sutton could both look fantastic. Uh, but they're not tackling anybody. They're not hitting. They're not really getting blocked. So, yeah, again, everything with a grain of salt. But I think if you could see those guys, and the young wide receivers too, right, you could see those guys um, pick, pick it up, right? Like just seem like they get the concepts. They're lining up in the right place. They have good camaraderie with their coaches. They're, they're soaking up all that instruction. They're learning the playbook. Uh, it, it, it's a good place to start, even though we don't want to put a ton of stock into it. Last thing here for Wesley Euler of Steelers Nation Radio. How's Game of Thrones end? We started the week talking Game of Thrones. We end the week talking Game of Thrones. How the hell is this thing going to end? <laughs> wow. Well, Ulysses S. Gilbert III is going to be sitting on the Iron <laughs> Throne. Spoiler alert. Um, man, I don't know. I, I think something big is going to happen with Arya. Um, oh, and I and I, I know, right? I'm breaking a ton of news. There, oh, come on, Wes! Like something, something big is going to happen with a big major character. <laughs> okay, Way to go out on a limb! If you want me to go out on a limb here, here's the one thing I'll go out on a limb on. Okay? Shock uh, me, Wes! John John Snow is going to sacrifice his life in some way for Daenerys, <gasps> and that is going to that is going to change Daenerys back into the kind-hearted, loving soul that she was. Before she oh. went on Mad Queen, before she went on Mad Queen on everybody. Huh. Oh, that's not bad at all. I was poo pooing on that take until he had the twist yeah, at the end. I actually really like it yeah. because 
I mean, you, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. They say you can't, you know, put the dead villagers, pull them out of the, out of the ashes. You can't unburnt no, the burnt. <laughs> even the Grinch, even the Grinch had his heart changed, gentlemen. Grinch didn't have dragons, Wes. <laughs> Euler, thank you. Appreciate it, buddy, as always. Pleasure as always, fellas. Go Mountaineers. Go Ears. See you at the game. See, it's a great interview, and then you guys yeah. got to do that. I didn't mean to do it, yeah, but whenever he, when someone says go Mountaineers, I have to reciprocate. No, you, no, you don't no, have Guys, to. they you kicked me out of the to. Alumni Association. No, there, there, there would be worse hates. I think this is what's going to happen in Game of Thrones. Yeah? Yeah. Everything's going to wind up the way it was at the beginning. Oh. Someone's, yes. someone's going to kill Daenerys, and then everyone else is going to vie for the throne. It's the Game of Thrones. It never stops being the Game of Thrones. She tried to break the wheel. She didn't break the wheel. Bam. Tyrion, the only Lannister left. Iron Throne. Wouldn't mind that. Build up a high chair. I mean, yeah, you're going to need some phone books, but that would be sweet in the end. Hottest take of the day, three stars of the show and other crap, including something from Brian that I just saw that is real and spectacular. Oh, it's amazing. And it'll piss Jerry Dulac off. Literally. It's the Crowley Show. Brewing an American light lager like Bud Light is hard. The style is so clean and clear that any imperfection can come through. I and mean, I can see you taking two kibbassis at once in college, but probably not on the sandwich. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. More of the Bud Light Happy Hour, live from the Carson City Saloon, presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. Everybody was The Pirates have placed Trevor Williams on the... Got to be careful. I don't want to offend anybody. I almost said disabled list. Whoa. Oh, he just said it. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The Pirates have placed Trevor Williams on the injured list. On the challenge list. Thank you. And they have also, and thank God here, round of applause, yeah. option Richard Rodriguez to AAA Indianapolis. Not Rich that Rod. Rich Rod. Not that Rich Rod. No, that Rich Rod was optioned out of college football because of sexual, <laughs> not abuse, not assault, sexual, what do you call that? Uh, assault. Not assault. Um, I think they harass. They all fit. Harassment. They all fit. Thank it's all you. Harassment. He was harassing her. That's not a good place to have a brain fart, but I did anyhow. People know what Rich Rod did. Look it up if you didn't. I actually believe he is with the Alabama Crimson Tide coaching their offense, but that's neither here nor there. And Richard Rodriguez, the Pittsburgh Pirates, is not here either, as he has now been optioned back to Indianapolis. That's a good move. The guy sucks. Clay Holmes back up in the major leagues. Not so sure he's a great player either, but when you give up eight home runs as a reliever, you best get the F out of here. It's now time for what, Tom? It's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> Seeing people freak out about John Daly being a fat slob who smokes cigarettes <laughs> and drinks McDonald's cups during the open. Just the cups. He drinks the cups. He drinks the cups. <laughs> it makes me really want to love John Daly. You guys have listened to the show for a while, and if you haven't, welcome. 
We don't take sports all that seriously around here. Uh, we like to talk about sports. We'll break down games. We'll break down all kind of stuff. But I'm not going to pretend like it's the most important thing going on in the world. If it's the most important thing going on in your life, too, that's also super freaking lame. Uh, get a new hobby. Uh, sports are great. They don't need to be the be-all and end-all. Try telling that to me on a Saturday in West Virginia football season. But I don't think you need to genuflect as if you're walking on some hollowed ground when you go to Bethpage Black. Uh, I don't think that you need to make it more important than what it is. It's an athletic event. Uh, it's a baseball game. It's a football game. It's a soccer game. It's golf. If John Daly gets permission to ride in the cart, he can ride in the cart. Did he break any rules? If he broke rules, okay, I might have a different take. Probably not. I th I'll think the rule is stupid. But if he doesn't break any rules, I don't think that this guy should be getting the hate lashed in his direction that he's getting lashed in his direction. It's golf. Hit the ball in the hole. Hit the ball near the hole. Hit the ball around the hole. It's about the hole. It's not about what the guy is doing to get to the hole. F off with all your sanctimonious opinion shouting and eat me. That was the hottest take of the day. It's now time for other crap, which is where we go around in a circle and we talk about things we haven't yet talked about today. Woo! Other crap. Guys, A-Rod got caught on the pot. On the pot? Marijuana. No, Again. not that pot. Was it he get old... it from his cousin? No, 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 no. Not that kind of pot. The old, the old uh, home base pot. The old toilet seat. Oh, the throne. Yes. There's a uh, rogue commode. Apparently doing the rounds of A-Rod, and he's he's sitting on his commode in his luxury New York City pad, and apparently he likes to linger there. As uh, who doesn't? I mean, with the blinds wide open, and I gotta say, why is this news? I mean, why is this an embarrassment? Everybody poops, and if I'm A-Rod, I want the world to see what kind of throne I'm working with here. Well, usually steroids will lock you up like that, so it's kind of breaking news that he pooped. Whoa. Okay. That's the thing with opioids, too. Opioids, they'll lock you up. You gotta take opioid... Poop pills. They call those laxatives. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, great guy, awesome dude, can sometimes be a little, a little bit of a weirdo. He was once walking around his room naked at training camp, only to be seen by a few people because the blinds were open. He didn't mean it. No one meant to see him. It doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. People walk around naked from time to time. Let me tell Jeremy Fowler this. Let me be the first one to say, Whoa. Hey, he's looking pretty good, that Fowler. Oh, Mazel tov. Yeah, if somebody catches me while I'm dropping a rod, I don't care. Not at all. I'm fine. Take I'm that picture all day long. Yeah, There's I'm a book posed. about it. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. A-Rod's of no of exception here. <laughs> Woo! Other crap. I heard when he poops, though, it doesn't stink. A-Rod? Yeah. No, it smells great. <laughs> Back to the golf course, fellas. Woo! Lots of classy talk. Let's just keep it in the bathroom. Well, bathroom on the golf course. As today's coverage was going on, well, in the background, TNT accidentally broadcast John Rahm peeing on a tree. Yes! Peeing right there. He walks up, and let me see if I can do this some radio justice. So I'm moving and I'm doing it, but I'm going to explain it as I'm doing it. So he gets up on the tree, and he stretches his left leg out, kind of like you're getting on a horse, right? So he gets down and... Ready? You know when you're ready, really oh, ready to take a pee. Like yeah. you're, the shiver's you're, coming, too. You're in the saddle, yeah. And <sighs> Kupka's behind him. He's in frame, just like kind of lining up his shot. And there's Rom in the background just lighting up this tree. That's got to be illegal. 
I mean... I've peed on many a golf course. If, I've peed on every golf course I've played oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, you pee on a course. But in a day where everybody's beating up on John Daly for carrying a cigarette around... I mean, lighten up. Look, yeah. these are a bunch of degenerates running around. They're peeing on... It's like a frat over there. Golf carts, cigarettes, liquor, peeing on stuff. It's a disgrace. It's the way golf was meant to be played. Woo! Other crap. Kathy, the Cathedral of Learning, had eight health code violations. <laughs> there were rat droppings. Is that bad? It's bad for Pitt. It's Fine. great for me. You got to keep your campus clean, especially if you're going to serve food. You got classes up in there. It is the most beautiful thing on Pitt's disgusting garbage campus. <laughs> and it's only beautiful on the outside, apparently. It's awful on the inside. It's like Kylie Jenner. Is that something that you would like to be proud of, Tom? Beautiful on the outside and crappy on the inside? Sweet Caroline. Clean up, pit. I don't care. I mean, I didn't go to school there. I just root for the team. Eat rat pit. <laughs> Eat rat poop. Eat rat poop. It's now time for the three stars of the show. I wish this was number two because that would have made for a good joke. It would have. Yeah, we'll have to start at number three. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Fig Boobs. I'm telling you right now, Fig Jam. Phil Mickelson, that guy's clinically overweight. Fatty. He's a fatty! Whoa. I mean, his neck is growing a neck. Man boobs. His stomach is growing a neck. Huge knockers on him. Oh, his knockers God. are growing knockers. Tassels on him. There's some nice fig mams you got there. <laughs> fig man. Second star. That was way better. Tonight's second star of the show, Rorschless Burger. There was a national Rorschach text. I can't say that. <laughs> Rorschach. Do it there was fast. a national Rorschach test. Rorschach. You're, you're getting closer. There's a national Rorschach test. Nice. Mm, nailed it. On Ben Roethlisberger yesterday. How one big time personality graded out and why I'm always right. A Rorschless burger. Now, how can you say that? That's great. <laughs> Rorschach. 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 Rorschless burger. Rorsch. It's, no, I can't say Worcestershire star. First star. And tonight's first star of the show. Stepping on the crown, man. I was so damn right about the national Ben Roethlisberger narrative. I nailed that thing right on the damn head. Nice. Well done. Boom. Good job. Uh, I mean, wow. most people. Would you let me finish? He's talking praise, over you all day today. All day today. This guy's talking over. You're still doing it. I'm I mean, your mom gonna lie. Lie. Now you're talking over me. I'm trying to transition back to you really not glad, talking I mean. so Crowley can go on with his take. Tom, why don't you shut up when I'm talking to everyone else? Yeah, Crowley was right about Ben Roethlisberger national take. Speak when spoken to, shirtless Tom. And congrats Tom. about being right, man. I mean, good job, Crowley. Woo! Am I allowed to go here? Am I get stepped on? No, you're fine, man. Don't worry. I think he learned his lesson. You yelled at him. I'm fired yeah, up I mean, this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you learned my lesson. Oh, oh my God. I guess he did. I we thought I had room to talk like there. Uh we start the show like we end the show. We end the show like we start the show. I'm jammed up about St. Louis and San Jose. I think St. Louis should be there because I picked them to be there. <laughs> but I Selfish think San Jose, 
Tom. Tom. I think San Jose. I think San Jose gives Boston a better run for their money. Uh, I think San Jose is a better all-around hockey team, a more talented all-around hockey team. St. Louis is good, and they give Boston a series too. I think San Jose give them a better chance. So, go one of those two teams. <laughs> Way to take. A Way stand, to huh? really not take a stance there. We got the NBA this weekend. Gonna shift back to Portland. In the East, I think it's going to wind up being Milwaukee. I just think that they're that good. And I think Milwaukee gives Golden State a run for their money. I do. How about that for a take? I do. I think they give them a shot. Wow. Hey, if you're right, you sound like a genius, but probably not right. Giannis Antetokounmpo <laughs> Rorschach test. Rorschach. Uh. Giannis. The Greek freak Rorschach. Antetokounmpo. Buck goes tonight. If they win, they've got a shot to make the playoffs. If they lose, they're done. <laughs> and, this is and it. We'll, re- we'll revisit that topic every game for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> if they can win one, they go 5-6 and six on the road trip. Not all that bad. Oh, World Series in the air. Just find one. That's all you need. See you at the game. Attention all men with erectile dysfunction. What if you could turn back the hands of time naturally and achieve spontaneous intimacy with no drugs, no surgery, 